Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Life 2 Seriously. This is the very first episode. I'm your host, Dan Whitehead, and thank you for checking out this pretty exciting interview. I'm glad um, I got the chance to do this one. This is a special one for me, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it more in a second, why it's special and whom it is. Who it is, whom it is. Trying to be all grammatically correct. I think it's who in this case. I don't even know. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's all audio, right? Doesn't matter. Anywho, um, went down to Maryland for this one. Uh, that was like a second home for many years as I went to college there and lived there for, you know, probably half the year at a time. So for four years, I was probably a total of two years in a four-year span that I lived down there, if that makes sense. Uh, and uh, I like going down there. The trip itself down isn't my favorite, um, just because four hours in the car ride, most likely by myself, isn't the most fun. You end up singing and listening to podcasts. Um, and, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, uh, it's okay. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, I, I made a joke the other day with my friend Greg. I said, I, I wish I could have the powers of Nightcrawler from the X-Men. I can just teleport, poof, one place to the other and, uh, get back and forth very easily. I'd be down there all the time or wherever I need to very easily. So, um, that would be super convenient, but, um, hopefully they're working on that. The scientists or whoever's working on superpowers, if they could put a teleportation at the top of the list, that'd be great. Cause you think about it, <clears throat> if you think about it, it's great for the environment, right? There's no, uh, fossil fuels being burned or anything like that. There's no electricity at all. People can just teleport. There's no risk of accidents. The tricky thing would be the, the, breaking down and rebuilding of molecules all the way down to a microscopic level, literally a uh, atomic level, that if they're not put back perfectly, you'd be screwed. You'd be, uh, you'd be messed up forever. So, um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I put it this way. I wouldn't want to be the test subject for that. Um, but knowing the way this world works, it'd probably be using animals, I would guess first, like little, poor little rabbits or hamsters or something, whoever, whatever they use, um, long before we have that. Although, you know, you'd probably see like the, uh, FDA or some, some kind of government agency going to try to regulate it and somehow tax it. I don't know how they would tax that, but they would somehow figure out a way if, if there's a way to make money, people will figure it out. Um, anyway, getting off on a tangent. Um, I'm excited for this one. Like I said, uh, this is, uh, this is a good one to start with because uh, my friend KJ, who's the subject of this, who's the guest for this episode, uh, he was when I say like one of my first friends, if not one of, if not my first friend at Stevenson, my college. Um, you know, he he was there from the beginning, and uh, as we kind of talk about, we hit it off right from the start. Um, pretty quickly, we met via Facebook and then Skype or Uvu or whatever video chatting software we were using at the time are four, four of us, um, our two sweet mates and KJ and I, but you could just tell that him and I just had this other special connection that 
we even when we we're just talking about it, we even couldn't define what exactly it was. We just knew something, uh, something special was there. And, uh, you know, four and a half years later, four years later, we're still going strong. And, uh, yeah, so I don't, without further ado, I'll let you, uh, jump into it and, uh, enjoy. Good to goo. Oh, this water's so refreshing. Get yourself all settled in. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi. Does this feel like professional to you? It does. It's, it sounds so cool. Yeah. I like it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I wish I had like a radio voice. It's like, you're listening to 97.5 there you WMB. Go. That's a radio voice. I don't feel like it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I honestly don't think anybody just like all of a sudden has a radio voice. I don't know. You remember that kid at Stevens who with a really, really deep voice? Yes. Dave um, something, right? He does. He has his own podcast. I don't know. I think he had a sports podcast or do, it does or do, did. V has one. He has a sports podcast, but yeah. he doesn't have that really, really deep voice. Yeah, but, I, okay, maybe it's not a deep voice, but there's a guy, it's like Dave something. I feel like Schneider. spoke. No, I can't think of it. But anyway, he's like, welcome to the show. Like, he has it, like, perfect. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, this week in sports, we're going to be. And I was <laughs> like, holy crap, that's coming out of that guy's body? I wish. I really, really wish. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, if you have, if you figure it out already, we're already going. I hit it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just no, I like to, I like to ease into a set of being like, you ready? You know? <laughs> you ready yet? Yeah, yeah. Three, no, two, two, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's just better to just roll into it. So, um, but yeah, when I was thinking of, uh, people and, and, you know, I was trying to think of, like, you asked me about the topic mm-hmm. <clears throat> and going, uh, leading into this, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. And then I just started thinking of like, you know, how we met and how we became friends and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And it's interesting that we, at least from my point of view, kind of like hit it off pretty quickly. Yeah, we did. Um, it was, I got to hope they're not listening, but it was like when we first um, met each other, mm-hmm. it was kind of like we, you know, connected like right off the bat. Right. And um, not that we didn't really connect with our other roommates, mm-hmm. but like we were just closer than. Yeah, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you why. It was just all of a sudden we just meshed and like yeah. had this like uh, this. What is Great. going on? <laughs> <laughs> Almost got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> yeah, something. Jeez, you got like noisy roommates. <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 it's not like an insult to them by any yeah, means. It's no. just like that's just how it worked out. And I was telling. Somebody recently, I was like, oh, yeah, we, we almost switched rooms. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. But neither so, of us wanted to move our no. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Too lazy. I was like, oh, we're close enough. It's fine. Yeah, I was like that, and I'm like, I'm not giving up the A room. Yeah. Calvin's like, yeah, I'll switch, but I want to stay in this room. And Steve was like, yeah, I want the other room. If I'm going to move, I want the other room. I was just like, uh, It's not about you. <laughs> yeah, it's about us. Right, okay. <laughs> and our love, but okay, uh-huh. that's fine. You um, guys are haters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool how we were able to, you know, just hit it off right off the bat and then just continue to, like, grow our friendship. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's constantly growing. It's awesome. Yeah. No, it is good because there's people like, you know, that obviously you have friends with in school and, you know, saw all the time. And I obviously still hang out with some of them, but some of them I don't. And, you know, after freshman year, we didn't live together again, yeah. but yet we still, we still hung out when we could. And it wasn't every day like it was, but. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was enough to sustain the friendship. Yeah. That's which is good because I, I'm on the on the. um the belief that sometimes friendships are almost better when you don't see each other all the time and yeah. everybody's different, you know, yeah. but I benefit better from, you know, like I'll see you today and then maybe a couple of weeks go by or whatever. And then yeah, we come and it's like, nothing's changed. Yeah. You know? It's not like I need that fixation of, I have to see you every Definitely. day or whomever it is. Mm. Um, so it's just, it's like interesting how we all, uh, approach that differently. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I can't say that I am the same exactly. That's okay, yeah. Um, for me, I find that if I'm not, you know, right next to someone, like, all the time, or not really right next to them, because that makes me sound really clingy. I mean, <laughs> let me reword that. Yeah. Um, if I am just not around them as much as I usually am, mm-hmm. I kind of feel distant from them. Right. And it kind of breaks down, like, in my mind what our friendship was. And, like, right. I know that we're still friends, but we just don't have the same, like, we don't have that sh- super strong connection mm-hmm. as we once did. So has that been something you've, I don't want to say dealt with or deal with, but you, I will say deal with, um, like, because obviously coming from Atlanta to now being up here, there's quite a bit of a distance. Is yeah. that something that, like... That was extremely difficult for me and my friends because I was always the one that, like, really really wanted to communicate I was like the strong communicator in our group it's like a group of four of us Mm -hmm. and I moved to Maryland one of my friends moved to Colorado Mm -hmm. the other one moved to southern Georgia another one stayed in Atlanta so we didn't really connect as as much as I want to the one that stayed in Atlanta Caitlin we didn't miss a beat at all like we called each other almost every day text each other just like I was still back home but the other two it's kind of like when we went off to college it kind of changed mm-hmm. to where we didn't talk to each other as much and then I kind of like lost that like that really really strong connection like I still have a great connection with them and love them to death they're my brothers but I just didn't feel you know as connected to them as I once did because I didn't hear from them from weeks or sometimes mm-hmm. even months mm-hmm. and I was like all right well I guess they're living their life you know yeah and then I kind of it kind of switched to where I was then okay with not seeing them until Christmas time because I think that's right. the next time I did see them. And then when, um, you know, when I would go back to school, they would never, I mean, they would, like, you know, text me more and more, and then I was on the opposite end to where, like, I wasn't really interested in, like, texting all the time anymore. Right. And then they felt what I felt. So it was, like, it was weird the way it worked out. Yeah, and I, I think the the big thing to keep in mind is it's, it's usually not a personal thing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like they're they're avoiding you. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm not going to speak for them, but, you know, they're not trying to avoid you. It's just like things get in the way, mm-hmm. stuff happens, and, um, and, you know. Yeah, I definitely understood. I mean, it was like our first year in college. You want to make new friends. You want to, you know, you have sports. You're playing um, all these different things. You're trying to figure out everything. Mm-hmm. You can't really connect to your friends as much as you want to. Right. And I know that they weren't doing it on purpose, but I think at the time it was just, because it was like a small group of us when we first came to Stevenson. It was like me, you, Luke, Bree, and Sarah, and like that was basically it. Right. And, you know, whenever I wasn't hanging out with you guys, I didn't really have anyone else to hang out with. Right. 
So I would like text my friends, see what they were doing, see if they want to hang out or not hang out, see if they want to talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they really couldn't do that. So um, I kind of like, I kind of felt like alone at some points. And mm-hmm. then I think like the as the year went on, I made more friends and more and more friends. And then that's when it switched to where I didn't have time to like communicate with them or I wasn't making time to communicate right. with them anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I was thinking also, obviously, you know, the way we met, but even when I got to school, <clears throat> so when I applied to Stevenson, I applied early. So mm-hmm. I knew by like October, November oh, yeah. that I was going there. And uh, it obviously made senior year of high school a lot easier. I was just like, woohoo. Like, mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sitting back or whatever. But um, a kid that I was friends with and like, you know, I'm still like a follower on Instagram. We like see each other a little bit, but he almost went to Stevenson. So we were, of course, talking like, oh, it'd be cool. We can roommate. We know yeah. each other, blah, blah, blah. He ended up going to, I think, Coastal Carolina and doing well and all that stuff. But I bring that up because in retrospect, I'm kind of glad it, it went that way because it forced me to have to make friends with people, somebody yeah. else. That I wasn't like using him as a crutch and he as mm-hmm. cr- or I as a crutch for him. And uh, in doing so, you know, again, we, we hit it off well and stuff like that. So when move-in day came, mm-hmm. you know, they had the volleyball going on and stuff like that. And we had already kind of had a little bit of an established yeah. uh, friendship. So it made it very easy to just let's just go yeah, and do it. And I remember, um, I think it was like the first night mm-hmm. we had the ice cream social. Yeah. And we went around to like almost every single person in the mm-hmm. quad and we introduced each other as each other's names. So I was like, hi, I'm Dan. And you're like, hi, I'm KJ. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's when I first met Greg. I'm not sure if that's when you first met Greg, It must too. have been, yeah. But um, Greg was hanging out with, like, Billy and all of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And that's when we all, like, uh, you know, just met so many people. So. Yeah, Greg claims that i mean i must have like totally wiped it out of my brain meeting him and i'm sure i did you know but it was so like um unmemorable of a meeting you know that i the way i remember meeting him the first time was that go ape line really was that before we moved in no mm, no i don't think so that was oh it was after because orientation it was part of our orientation yeah Yeah. no you met him before then because it was like him and i can't remember that the kid's name, but he eventually like left Stevenson. Sam. Yep, him. Mm-hmm. Yep, him. Um, they were all in that group over there in the corner. I remember where it was. It was like in the corner of where the Taps Go and Western Run was. Okay. Yeah. See, I remember talking to those guys, and maybe it was a different event, but I remember talking them to near like Susquehanna, like right outside the door there. Really? Again, it could have been a totally different event or later in the evening or something. But I just I remember talking to Billy and Sam was always like a firecracker of a a person. And I was just like, does he like me? I don't you know, like I've never really met somebody that doesn't like me. So I'm just like, (laughs) I don't I don't know how to take him. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like he I still don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never really had. I don't think I had a real conversation with him ever. No, there's certain people like that. You're just like, I just wanted to have a normal conversation, and they're just like, ah, yeah. like so out there. And I'm like, I'm sure he's a nice kid, you know. But yeah, after sure. after a few months, I think I saw him a handful of times, and then, like you said, he moved and yeah, never appeared. Yeah, never saw him again. Nor. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, he he was in love with you. Oh god, that was a scary time. That was a scary I time. I remember I called SOS so many times. <laughs> <laughs> with you, it was like a group chat with me, you, Luke, and Nicola. 
Oh, there's another. We're just bringing up names from the past here. (laughs) Good times. Good times. Yeah, look, all these people, I'm like, I don't wish anything bad on anybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, because. Hope you're always thriving. Yes, of course. Uh, Living your best life and all that stuff. Because honestly, every interaction you have makes you into the person you are today, you know, and good or bad. Um, So I like to think, (laughs) despite some bad, there are, I'm like, the person I want to be. You know what I mean? I know what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I keep my comments to myself. I know. I know. Most of them. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Emphasis on the most of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I keep very very few comments Mm -hmm. to myself. Yeah, there you go. That's better. That's better. Oh, man. You know, Uh, freshman time was a... I said freshman time. Freshman year was a good time. It was a good time. It's one of those, you know, like they always tell you like... um, enjoy it because it goes by like this i mean all four years went by like yeah like a you snap i feel like college started it's it went by very slow the first two years you think so like my freshman and sophomore year i was like oh my god it's still going mm-hmm. and then when i got to my junior year when i was realizing that like it's almost over right everything just starts speeding up and senior year went by like so quickly mm-hmm. like i blinked the eye and i was graduating i'm like hold on now we just started my senior year Granted, my two my two best years were my freshman and senior year. You think so? Yeah. Why my, is that? Um, I think because those are the two years I wasn't involved in, in just about anything. Hmm. Like, my freshman year, the only thing I was in was MAP and, like, was barely involved in that. Right. But, like, I spent more time. It was, it was mainly because I spent more time and focus on my friends and my connections mm-hmm. and hanging out with them and, you know, just growing my friendships rather than, Working and joining clubs and doing those different types of things. So, my freshman year, I did that and I did mild, but that's it. Yeah. And then my sophomore and junior year, that's when I was doing everything. I was doing like I did a theater play, I did um, lacrosse, I did uh, what's that thing called? Um, uh, Tour guide, (laughs) (laughs) ambassador. (laughs) Ambassador, yeah. Did that. I did tech assistant for so activities like. My junior and sophomore year, like, I was so busy, like, working and joining clubs and being a board member and all these different things. But then my senior year, I was an RA, and then my senior year, I, like, left everything. But did you at least enjoy sophomore, junior year doing that stuff, or is it... Well, I did, but I realized that I missed out on a lot mm-hmm. because I did those things. Right. So, like, when my friends are going out, like, I didn't actually go out to, like, a party or, like, a house party or anything until, like, I turned 21. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, granted, that's the right thing to do, quote-unquote, but, mm-hmm. like, everybody else, like, all of my other friends um, were, you know, going to house parties and, like, getting fake IDs and getting into clubs and right. bars and stuff, and I just didn't have that experience because I was either working, giving tours, um, doing homework, or doing something for Res Life or something. Right. So it's like, I always had something on my schedule, so I can never actually, like, have fun outside of like school activities yeah and that's one thing that like i don't regret but i do at the same time yeah i was actually it's funny that you kind of said the word regret because i was going to bring up or ask um looking back now we're two years out um is like overall would you say you had a good experience or bad experience at college i had a good experience yeah yeah i had a very good experience um i think that there's definitely some things I would like to change, but that's, you know, life. Right. There are always things that you want to change about, sure. things that happen in your life, even though they make you into what you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are a couple of people I would have avoided, a couple of people I would have spent more time with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
there were a couple of things that I probably would have gotten involved in. Right. And things that I probably should have gotten involved in. Speaking very vaguely right now. That's fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's some changes that I could have made that probably would have made that, you know, my experience like 10 times better, mm-hmm. that much better. But um, overall, I had pretty good. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I, I, I would say I'm pretty much in the same park. I mean, I would like to say, oh, I would... I would have liked to avoid certain people or do this or whatever. But like, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's put me on the path that I am now. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like to answer the, the question, yes, I had a good college experience. Um, but you know, there was part of me that wish I, and it's so ingrained in my DNA to not do these kinds of things, but to, like go out to these types of parties kind of in the same way you said um you know oh i wasn't old enough but still let's go to somebody's the volleyball house or the you know whatever do that and i did it a handful of times but to just do it a little bit more and just really have those college stories or something like that really have fun yeah yeah because it it's the quote-unquote best of years of your life whatever and go ahead no keep going um i feel like you're gonna say something and then as a side so i keep stopping Go. Okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's the best years of your life. And then, you know, you want to have these good memories and stuff. And I did, I, I, I can, I tell people stories and stuff all the time, but mm-hmm. it's funny because most of them come towards the end of college. Yep. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Um, is that like ju- the end of junior year, senior year, most of my like stuff that I bring up or like the fond memories came mm-hmm. from that year. Now, of course we're bringing back freshman memories, which are great too. Honestly, those are like some of my favorite memories, though. Freshman year, freshman and senior year. Yeah, sophomore year is such a blur to me overall. Thank you. I was literally thinking that. Yeah, because sophomore year, the only thing that I can remember was that I lived with five other people. That's right. And I eventually I moved out halfway through that year, mm-hmm. and I moved into the apartments. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I don't really remember. It, like it was a blur. Like I just went through school and yeah. I made it out. I mean. <clears throat> There was a lot of things that happened to me senior, uh, I'm sorry, sophomore year that I do like, or I'm glad that happened and like mm-hmm. all that kind of, and I do remember happening. Yeah. Um, for example, meeting my friend Krista, whom I'm still oh, friends yeah. with to this day. Yeah. She came in, came into my life now. <laughs> um, but uh, she's been a big, big uh, positive in my life, sophomore, junior year. And then, of course, she went and did Rutgers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, that happened. And then sophomore year is also when I li- first lived with Greg. Yeah. And it's been downhill. No. Um, <laughs> no, it's been great. Um, and then KJ. Uh, no, you're KJ. Oh, my God. Luke. <laughs> I lived with Luke. And, uh, Freshman year for Luke, though, not sophomore year. I lived with Luke sophomore oh, year. Oh, I thought you were talking about like, becoming friends with him. No, I became friends with him freshman year. Tell yes. your story. I'll shut up. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that's when I, but uh, yeah, I lived with him sophomore year. And that was really fun and interesting. And then, uh, yeah, junior year is a little blurry, too, towards the beginning, at least. Yeah, so junior year was probably my least favorite year, but also, like, I had a lot of fun my junior year. Mm -hmm. Because that's when, like, a lot of drama happened Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to get sent home because I was ready to fight a couple people. So it was was school-related drama stuff? Yeah. And that's where the part came in where, like, I wish that, you know, I just avoided a couple of people. Right. And, you know, I actually got, w- sidebar, mm-hmm. I got warnings from some people who are like, 
above me. Mm-hmm. Like when I say above me, like I was a junior, they were seniors. Right. Um, to watch out for this person. Really. And in my mind, I'm just like, you know, they're nice to me. You know, I have no issues with them. I'm mm-hmm. friends with them. And it wasn't until they crossed me until I realized what they were talking about. And that's yeah. sometimes that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, a lot of all that stuff happened my my junior year, and then. From there, that's but it was also a good year because that's when I turned twenty one, right? And that's when I was able to just meet a whole new group of people and not, like not really meet but start hanging out with a whole new group of people. Like mm-hmm. that's when I started hanging out with Val and Kate and Jane and Alex Eichler, and that's that's like the year I hang out with them like very heavily. Me and Kate started hanging out like my sophomore year, but a lot more once I turned twenty one. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting how. Like when people come in and out and stuff like that. And there was something I read somewhere and it was like, you know, people always say those things where it's like, this hit me hard or something like that. So this one did. It was just because you want someone in your life doesn't mean they want you in theirs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to accept that, you know? And uh, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So that plays into also like, just because you were somewhat friends one year, doesn't mean down the road you can be friends later on or vice versa or something like that. So it's just one of those you have to take each day. Yeah, please clean my mic. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You got to take each day uh, and like just enjoy it because you never know. Yeah. You know, things change. You know, one thing that I did try to do, I tried to rekindle some friendships Mm -hmm. after graduated because, um, you know, sometimes I I think back to myself and like, we all know I'm a very dramatic person. (laughs) And... Um, I can you kind of blow things out of proportion, mm-hmm. um, and then I can also. How do I put this? I can I, I can be very stubborn, right? And I just and I won't you know let things go. Mm-hmm. So I've been really working on that. Haven't really made any progress, but I've been working on it um, because one of my I don't like to call them New Year's resolutions. I call them. Um, my time to grow, like it's another time to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So my um, growth was for me to reach out to people, like to friendships that are really valued right? and that I know had a big impact on my life mm-hmm. and, you know, that I hoped had a big impact on theirs as well. Right. And I wanted to, you know, see if we can try to rekindle something. So a couple of times, like I tried to reach out to them. I first had to get responses and I was like, okay. And then... Once I did get those responses, um, we set up times to hang out, and then they canceled on me. And I was like, okay. And then we set up times again, and then they canceled on me again. And then I was just like, well, this sucks. And mm-hmm. then I kind of like, you know, brought down my energy to right. do that anymore. Right. So I just stopped reaching out. And I'm like, well, if they want to, you know, continue on the friendship, then they can reach out to me. But Yeah. I, I Honestly, I have the same issue with with friends and stuff like that sometimes look friendships work two ways it's a two-way street yeah. and uh you know i always say jokingly like the phone works two, both ways or you know yeah. whatever but and it sometimes does, though. It, it does and it sometimes doesn't take much more than just like a, a catch-up like how you doing type of thing yeah you know and we don't have to talk for hours right and sometimes that's like all you need and you're like okay cool like we were kind of going back to what we were talking about where we we're 
you don't see somebody for a while, but sometimes you have those in, intermittent, you know, texts and things like that, which I try to be better at too myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say with when you're saying about being stubborn and you're trying to grow, but haven't made the progress, just acknowledging something yeah. that you want to change about yourself is, is progress right there. Yeah. You know, there's some people that won't admit it or something like that. Like I admit that I can be sometimes very talkative and I'm trying to like ease back and be a better listener than a, a talker yeah. and stuff like that. Um, what was that saying where it's like you talk to you talk to respond and not talk to comprehend or talk, talk to listen? To listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I found that like I used to do that so much. Yeah. So um, that's something that I, I've also been working on just to. Whenever I hear people talk, you'll hear me like you see me like staring at you mm-hmm. because I really want to like hear what you're saying. Right. And if I don't hear what you're saying before, I used to just like give you like a general response. Mm-hmm. But now I'll ask you to repeat yourself, which kind of annoys people. But for me, I think it's kind of like for me, it's good because right. that means I actually care about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I care about <laughs> that motorcycle is flying. Yeah. My apartment's right next to the street. Gotcha. Yeah, so we hear all the cars fly by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's for me, it helps me realize that I'm actually listening to them. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, we're growing. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. You're actually trying to listen to people. And I, feel, I figured it would help down the line if I ever do get into a relationship, you know? Right. Is that something you want? What? A relationship? I've gotten this question so many times. I I don't want a relationship, but if I find myself into one, like in a relationship, I'm not going to fight it. Mm-hmm. But you're not actively like looking. No. Um, I don't know. Like I remember at one point I did. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those things where it was like, oh, I have to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of took a step back and was like, why do you want to be in one? Right. And in my mind, if, if I could not come up with, like, good reasons for, like, that weren't selfish mm-hmm. for me wanting to be in a relationship, then I don't need to be in one. Right. You know, if it, it, if it was for social media, if it was for, um, you know, just because I don't like being alone or because I just want to have somebody to watch movies with or so on and so forth, um, then it's no point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... A big part of me wanted a relationship because a lot of my other friends were in relationships. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily because they were in relationships. It was because when you have friends who are in relationships, you can only do so many things with them, um, like hanging out with them. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and a lot of them, they like to do like couples dinners and like go on couples trips and right. couples everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm not a couple... They don't want to feel bad not inviting me, but sometimes I do get invited to these couple of things, and mm-hmm. like it's just me. Right. And you know, I make it, I make it work. I have fun. I'm like the eighth wheel every or ninth wheel every single time, but it's yeah. okay. Right. Um, but it's just like at times I don't want to be the ninth wheel. I want to just have someone, you know, as well, because mm-hmm. well, everyone goes back to their beds and it's two of them, and I'm like, <laughs> I got my phone. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll look at Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's um. I think that's like I had to really talk to myself and think mm-hmm. to myself like, do I want a relationship just so I'm not alone, or do I want one because I actually want to find someone to grow with, right. because I want to you know have kids, because I want to have a family, I want to buy a house with them, and just have this life with them, the right. typical American dream. Right. But I've come to the conclusion that 
I wouldn't mind it, but I also don't care to have it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, with that American dream is like, I think it's different for everybody. That's yeah, the, definitely. That's the big thing is there's really no set in stone anything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's so like, you know, we're, it's different between what we want, um, what other people want and things like that. So it's a, it's something that I think we as a culture, we as a society need to get better at realizing there's no cut and dry answer to everything. Yeah. You know, you have to do this by this time. You have to do that. So like perfect example. Having kids in marriage. Yeah. I've got, we've got people that are getting engaged around us, Greg and Taylor and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Patrick's, you know, he's got a girlfriend, things like that. And then I was thinking about it too. Luke has a girlfriend. Luke has a girlfriend, Brianna, all these, yeah. all our friends and stuff. Um, we're the single ones. And we're the single ones. But of course, in the same way, I think maybe not in the, as extensively for you or mm-hmm. as it is for you, but it's something where I want to get myself to a spot that I like what I'm doing. I'm in a, a job that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have some, a good amount of money. You know, I'm doing yeah. what I like, all that kind of stuff. I want to be in a, that kind of place first mm-hmm. before I then go. And now I'm going to go and share, yeah. you know, share my time and all you know, that kind of stuff. When I was in school, um, the thing I used to always say is I'm going to get into a relationship after I graduate mm-hmm. because that's when I, I won't have to focus on school anymore. Like I can focus on them and know, building myself up and helping them, you know, helping them grow, all these different things. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm in grad, I'm in grad school now. So, like, I'm not going to, you know, get into a relationship because I'm in grad school. I like and, pushing it off. Yeah, and I, and I just find myself, like, finding more and more excuses. And now I'm out of grad school, and people are asking me, when are you going to get into a relationship? And now I'm here just like, uh, I don't have any more excuses. I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I want to get my own place first now. Mm-hmm. And... It's like, when is that going to happen, you know? Right. And then it's like, oh, well, I wanted to get a dog before I got, you know, into a relationship because, mm-hmm. you know, I need a dog before I get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I kind of have to, they, um, I saw this uh, quote and said, you will always make excuses for something that you wanted, that, for something that you can do and want to do. Um, dang, I can't remember the rest of the quote. It's, it's something around the lines of, you'll make excuses for something until you do it or something like that. So basically mm-hmm. stop making excuses because you can think of every excuse in the book not to do something. Right. And if you do, then you're never going to, you know, accomplish something or get, get to that point or, you know, get that relationship that you may want. Would you say, because if I remember correctly, and obviously if we don't want to go down this road, we don't have to, but if I remember my ex, yeah, freshman year, you did have somebody. Yeah. So is there part of it also a bit of a, a fear thing kind of play into it? Yeah. Um, I think, well, now I don't think it's a, I don't really think it's a fear anymore. I think at this point in my life, I've just gotten really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the first two, three years after that happened, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in a relationship with anyone because I think the trust factor for me kind of went down for people. Mm-hmm. And I found that, it affected me more than anything with right. my friends too, because I would second guess like, you know, things that my friends said to me, like, Oh my God, you're like my best friend. I love you. You know, you're awesome. And then I would be like, okay, but, oh, you're so nice. And like, I would respond, you know, the way someone should respond when someone says those things, says those things. But mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I would say, so what do they actually mean? Like, what do they actually think about me? Mm-hmm. And I was never, like, I used to be so confident in myself and so, like, like 
my confidence was just like on 10. Mm -hmm. And I think after that, it kind of went down like six notches and I was like on a four. Mm. And it took me like going through college to get it back up to where it's at now. But that kind of, that really took a a big toll on me. Mm -hmm. And it kind of um, makes me, I always wonder how people bounce back so quickly because so often in our school, we saw people break up into a relationship break up and like they were in relationships like quick work like Mm -hmm. it was their job like i have to get another get into another relationship to pay my bills like that's how quick people got into relationships and i just never understood it and part of me wondered like am i just too emotional of a person Mm -hmm. like did they not care that much about the person or did i care too much about the person that i was with so like what actually like was it Mm -hmm. but um yeah i i dabbled in a relationship my junior year though Yes. And then um, figured out we weren't right for each other. That's okay. And then senior year found someone, didn't get into a relationship. But um, that's a whole other story. I have to tell you offline. Okay. Because you you're going to be blown once I told you this. Okay. And I found out in February um, from Luke, actually. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll stick a pit in that for later. Yes. But, uh, no, it's interesting. You said something about, like, maybe they didn't, like them as much or something like that. So maybe, and I was going to bring that up is maybe these relationships aren't planting as deep a roots because one, they're not as much commercial relationships. It's it's perfect example (laughs) or a perfect analogy for it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh, we look, we both look good on the surface. Yeah. Like we're both volleyball players or remote. We're both lacrosse players or we both are sports players Mm -hmm. or we both like give tours together or we like, we have things in common. Yeah, It just makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's and we look good on Instagram together, but mm. they don't actually have any type of real connection. Right. And I saw that so often when we were at um, school. Right. So often it was people like, oh my god, you guys, t- you guys would look good together, and in their mind, I'm like, oh yeah, we would. But I think the big piece that a lot of people our age miss mm-hmm. is the dating piece. Mm-hmm. We don't date anymore. We mm-hmm. go from liking someone to being in a relationship. And if you heard me um, earlier, I made the reference. Um, I was like, "You're interviewing." Yes. So I made a, a reference on one of our one of our videos, mm-hmm. and um, the reference was relationship is like finding a relationships are like finding a job. Mm-hmm. So I compared um, looking for a relationship, um, like looking for a job. You're like, you know, on Glassdoor. You're on dating apps. Those mm-hmm. are the same to me. Mm-hmm. Then once you find that job, once you find that relationship, you have to interview for it. That's like the dating stage. You're mm-hmm. dating. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do. Then that's when relationships come into play. That's when you have the internship. Um, you're, you know, you're with them, and you're trying. You're still learning about one another. You're still trying to figure out if you guys want to be with each other for the long term. Right. You get the full time job when you guys want to do, you know, get engaged and all those different things. And then you're the CEO once you guys get married. Mm-hmm. So like that's how I see relationships. I view it the same way as like you're looking for a job and securing your job and keeping it there because that's basically what it is. And everyone always missed the interview stage. Right. They don't interview. It's like imagine an employer hiring hiring someone without interviewing them. Right. Just pick them out of a lot. Yeah, it's like I like that one. Mm-hmm. And then they come to the job and you figure out they don't know about they don't know crap about computers. Right. At all. Right, but they look good on your website. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's what so many people do with relationships. Mm-hmm. They so often just like, oh my God, you look so good. But you don't know what they like and like, mm-hmm. you know, if their religion plays a, plays a, you know, a role in your relationship. Mm-hmm. 
um, if politics plays a role in a relationship, all these different things that you need to talk about before actually getting into a relationship. Yeah. Like for me, um, it might be it might bother someone that I'm not super big into religion. Like I, you know, definitely I'm a spiritual person, but I am not going to say, oh no, if you aren't like this and da 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 da, like I'm not like that. And if I I've come across some people who are very big into their religion and mm-hmm. you have to be Catholic, you have to be Christian. Right. And some people don't do that. And they figure it out later down the line and they wasted a year and a half of their life. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, that's the perfect analogy for it. And um, I, I definitely noticed that too because, you know, we've talked about this before, but people always call me like old soul, old school, yeah. whatever. And uh, you are. old man, whatever. Um, <laughs> my dad calls me Pop Pop. Um, but that should be uh, your, your name once you have grandkids. Yeah, Pop Pop. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, well, first I have to have a wife and then kids, you know, one step at a time. get you into a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Long way from pop-up. But uh, anyway, uh, but part of it is because, you know, I'm into the idea of let's go on dates. Let's get to know each other. Like mm-hmm. you just said, the interview, um, what do you like to do? I like, oh, I like this and we, oh, we agree and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine from back home who's been my friend since you know, ninth grade is high school. I you're talking about. My friend Ryan, yep. he's come up and visit. Yeah. Um, him and I are very similar in that way where we're kind of like, you know, we're these nice stand-up guys, you know, who are doing okay in life and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, why are we not getting picked, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Go ahead. I was going to say, it makes it so difficult for people like us mm-hmm. because that's not what the norm is. That's not what the well, that's societal what I'm at. Yeah. norm yeah. is. It's so hard for us to be able to find, you know, people like us. Mm-hmm. And when we do find people like us, oftentimes we may not be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we always see is attraction. And that's if we're true. not attracted to someone, it's hard for us to even delve in deeper to figure out even if our personalities are match. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we also fail mm-hmm. because we may not be attracted to them. But everything else might match up. And at that point, is it, we have to think to ourselves, is it more about the looks or is it about everything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you said, because we all go attraction first, sometimes you end up like more invested in this person. Like, oh, they're so beautiful. Look at yeah. this person. But it's like, what about, and I hate to say it this way because it makes it sound like, oh, what about this ugly person? But that's not what it is. Well, it's, this person that is not my, not the type of person I'm looking for. It doesn't check all the boxes for you in that sense. And so you're kind of like, yeah, but look at this person. It's like, right, but they have nothing in common with you. Why are you putting all your eggs in that basket? Mm -hmm. You know, but we do it time after time and it's part of, we grow. I, I listened to a different podcast and, um, called armchair expert. And it's, it's by an actor named Dak Shepard. And he has this theory that like for men, they're constantly like, attraction driven yeah you are. know it's i don't know if it's the same for women but men are just like immediately we saw a girl it's like okay you like do like a scan of like okay are we attractive what do we like what do we, you know mm-hmm. like a right away you know in your mind hopefully not out loud but yeah. in your mind <laughs> and uh you know you're you're rating them almost that way then you're trying you're meeting them. them yeah you know um you know i actually think some women do the same thing mm-hmm. but i think a lot of women do the do the opposite because a lot of the girls that I've like talked to, like mm-hmm. not for me trying to like get with them, but right. like just talk to about like the type of guys in their relationship mm-hmm. that I mean that they're interested in. Right. A lot of girls like guys that 
probably aren't the most attractive or probably doesn't have the most attractive personality right. because for them, that's security. They know no one else wants them. Mm. <laughs> and I've heard a couple of them actually say that. They're like, oh, nobody else wants them. Mm. And that's why I married them. Right. <laughs> it's just like... It's safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they have the whole conversation about the dad bod and like the six pack. And for girls who may be kind of insecure or like not very comfortable with their bodies they may want a guy with a dad bod Mm -hmm. because they won't feel insecure. Or even if they look great, a guy with a six pack, and it it would kind of like mentally make them like work harder than Mm -hmm. they actually should. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a mental game. And I'm not Mm -hmm. speaking for all women, of course. It's definitely not all women. And it's not all men. Yeah, it's not all men either. But it's definitely um, prominent within each gender role. Right. That's another thing too is that we all have to kind of keep an eye on is that like, Unfortunately, stereotypes are built in truth a lot of times. And um, it's sometimes, you know, like, especially in this, the Me Too movement that we live in and stuff like that, it's, you know, we think, we've started to think that like men are the the cause of all evil or something like that. And it's like, yes and no, but like, Mm -hmm. because we've done a lot of great too. And there's a lot of great men and women and all that stuff out there. So it's just unfortunate that we have a couple of bad eggs that now make it look bad for the rest of us yeah um you know i was actually talking to um my friend um, brandon about Mm -hmm. the whole me too movement thing Mm -hmm. because i was basically giving him a disclaimer like i just met him Mm -hmm. and we were going out for the first time and i basically tell him like i don't like dance with girls when i go out like Mm -hmm. i when i dance it's literally just me and everyone else right like i don't physically like dance on girls or anything like that there's only one or two girls that I've ever done that with. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that like I wanted to be in relationships with. But right. other than that, I refuse to, mainly because I don't want to leave the bar, leave the club, anything like that, and I get accused of touching someone incorrectly or I, you know, made them feel, you know, uncomfortable or anything like that. So like whenever I go out, I refuse to touch any girls. And I remember I got uh, one girl got very upset with me. I didn't even know her. But she was trying to dance with me, and I refused to. And she yelled at me. She was like, what, am I ugly or something? And she actually got really upset with Mm -hmm. me. But it wasn't because she was ugly or anything. It's because I didn't want to be held accountable for anything that you said the next day. Like, oh, I was drunk. I didn't know. I didn't want him on me. I didn't want him to touch me. I didn't want any of those things. Mm -hmm. So I avoided altogether. And it's sad that I have to do that. But it's like in the world that we live in, you have... Um, not trying to be controversial, hmm. but you have some people who don't tell the entire truth. That's true. And on both sides. Yeah, on both sides, and it's it's a scary world to live in, mm-hmm. and it's like you have to live with your guards up, right, all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it even it goes beyond the Me Too movement too, as far as people not being truthful. I mean, the world that we now live in, in this fake news yes. media and stuff like that, you can't trust anything everything you hear you have to fact check it you have to question it yeah so many things on facebook yeah i i get so tired of facebook i honestly like it's all like first off they change the algorithm 
so now you just see like the same people, especially if they'll figure out like you just happen to like and well, half the time I'm just going like 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 you know and I'm just yeah. rolling down. So and same with Instagram, they you change those, it. I hate that. Like I was like, can I get chronological, please? Yeah. Like when it's, when people post, that's when I want to see it. Right. Boom comes up, just like Twitter. Boom. Yes. Here's the new. Here's the new. You know. And that's how it used to be. But they it changed was, it. Yeah. They think because they think that you want to see these certain people. It's like no, I want to see Everyone. everybody. Like you're being social. That's what. The otherwise, thing. I would just follow those five people. Right. And that because and I there was times like. My numbers significantly, we can we'll circle back, but my numbers significantly dropped on purpose for Instagram, like followers and followees, because it got to a point where it's like, all right, if I'm only going to see the same people anyway, which I'm usually liking my friends stuff. Mm -hmm. And also it, it played into that. And also a lot of these kids from high school, like nothing against them. Again, I wasn't like, I had a few friends in high school. I want my friend Ryan. And then I had a few that were younger, went to a different school or whatever. So... For the most part, I'm not like deep connection with a lot of them. So if if I didn't follow them and like keep up with their stuff every day, yeah, so be it. They're not oh, doing well. the same with me. It seems like you know it's not like yeah. they're asking to hang out or do anything like that. So it's kind of like yeah, exactly. Oh well, yeah. And even some of the college kids, you know, you follow them because like oh we went to the same school. Mm -hmm. Okay, but did we ever meet? You know, it's very interesting. I've been getting a lot of follows from people that went to Stevenson mm. that I've never spoken a word to in my life. Right. And I think they follow me because they probably see me on campus or we have mutual friends maybe. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people that follow me on Instagram, mm -hmm. I've never actually had a conversation with them. Yeah. Well, and I have a few like that and I've like lessened them or sometimes I bring them back or whatever, but <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but I keep mine on private on purpose, you know. Um, mostly, what's that? Mine is open. Yeah, well, my, my photo one's open. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted there to be a boundary yeah. for, and it's not like I'm posting crazy things in my yeah, private yeah. one, but I wanted there to be a line of like, no, this is for my family and friends. Yeah. And, you know, because sometimes I take pictures of my younger cousins, and mm -hmm. I don't know how my cousin... That her, their mom yeah, feels definitely. about that and you know all that kind of stuff or just whatever I'm it's yeah, I understand that yeah it's my see I have like I think like I've I don't want to say this is like egotistical mm -hmm. um it might be um but basically I found that a lot of people a lot of people like to use my name in sentences hmm. if you know what I'm trying to get at like a lot mm. of people I'm the I'm, a, I'm always a topic of discussion for people for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, because I'm not as not, not as much as I used to be, right. but um, I'll say like a year ago, two years ago, I was the topic of discussion in a lot of people's conversations. Mm -hmm. And because I was, I would have people visiting my Instagram page, accidentally liking photos, going through my photos, trying to figure things out, like people trying to figure out if I'm in a relationship, who I'm friends with, who I'm not friends with. And instead of just asking me, they'll ask everyone else around me. They'll go to my Instagram. So I just unlocked it. And I would get follows from people that I don't even know. So I'm like, if you guys really want to know that much about me, you guys want to see whatever, I'll post it to my Instagram because I have nothing to hide. Right. So I post it to my Instagram. I you know update my story more, more often than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, post pictures a little bit more often than I used to. And um, you know it's just open. It's just like if you want to see it, you can see it. Would you say that the person that you are you are on Instagram is the person you are in quote unquote real life? Yeah, you're not like creating this character or Absolutely you know. Absolutely not. <laughs> because I'm sure you know what I'm kind of getting at. There are people that 
you know, what you see on Instagram is they're either playing a role. They're, yeah, they're playing a role or it's a small piece of uh, this bigger thing. It seems like they're always on vacations, yeah. right? But they'll just take 40 pictures in one place and then they just scatter yeah. them out, you know, or whatever. So it's, it, I was just curious because a lot of times when people make their thing private, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm public, it's usually to have a, that. A lot of my pictures are all like, um, usually with friends. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have very few pictures with just me. Right. Like the pictures that are with just me are usually graduation. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Graduation. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my Instagram because all of my pictures, I'm with people. Right. So like lately, like this in 2019 was probably the most I've posted in like forever because I posted the new year and then I posted at like a beer Olympics that we had. I posted graduation and then I posted my cruise. Mm-hmm. All of those, I was with friends. Even with graduation, I posted pictures with friends. Right. So, like, all of my, all of my, uh, like, my Instagram kind of just tells the story of my life. It's kind of like, all right, this is the new year. This is where I am now. Like, I am graduating now. I'm at the Bear Olympics now with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm on a cruise living my life. Like, it kind of, like, tells, like, a small story of my life. But um, it's not like I was freshman year. Freshman year, I used to post, like, every single day. On Snapchat, my Snapchats were like an hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, my Snapchat stories were like an hour long. But now it's not like that anymore. I think it's because I kind of, in my year in 2016 or 2017, I deleted social media for the school year. Mm-hmm. And when I deleted social media, it kind of, you know, just brought me in a place where I realized that I didn't need it. So now I don't post as much. Um, really use it as much as I used to, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I've been uh, trying to limit myself too, but the problem is the job I, I have, I'm, I'm constantly oh, on my phone, so then I'm like, well, what am I going to look at? Those Facebook, yeah. Instagram, you know. But because my followers are so small, it doesn't update a lot, so I'm like looking at the same stuff, oh, you know. Man. But I, I found what's worked for me is I set up kind of rules for myself mm-hmm. um, about for posting. Okay. So uh, the first rule is I have to be in the picture. Whether it's by myself or with a group, I can't be like, a selfie is fine, but I can't like take a picture of this cup or something, right? And then um, another rule is I have to be doing something I don't normally do. So for example, if if we took a picture like right now, a podcast, whatever, that's fine. Um, But I can't just take a picture of me like sitting by my pool or something like that because I could do that any day, right? Yeah. So unless there's like a part, you know, it kind of gets a gray Mm -hmm. area there, but... Um, basically like, you know, vacation, special events, things like that. It's usually when I post. Yeah. And I don't do any like throwbacks or, um, transformations, you know, any of that stuff. So every picture that you see was taken within a three day time period. Um, and if I miss that like kind of window, then that's it. I'll just put it on Facebook. And if I want to do multiple posts, you know, I put it on Facebook or something. This is kind of off topic. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still dealing with social media. I still remember, like, I remember so many people used to use, like, these apps to get followers mm-hmm. and to get uh, likes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I found is so funny, I went to a couple of my friends' pages, and I remember back in college, they had, like, 4,000 followers, even more. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, seeing one of them actually, like, on the app, just, you know, clicking. It was, like, it's the app, what you do is, like, um, say, like, you want more followers, you, like click on this button right and it's like other people that are connected and like when you're clicking on the button they also get like you follow those people and they follow you back and um i'm trying to to remember this was like freshman year when i was watching her do it but 
when she was clicking on it, it was like just getting her more followers. And she was up to like 7,000 followers. But then Instagram did something where they kind of like cleaned house mm. of like all the inactive users or whatever. Right. And her followers dropped down to like 1,000 something. Oh, wow. And then another one of my friends, when he did it, like his followers dropped down to like 1,000 something. And I just thought that was so hilarious because yeah. I was like, the fact that you needed to do that to get more followers and stuff, and then it all just kind of like came crashing down. Yeah. The way I look at it is like, what does it matter? Exactly. And for the likes and things like that. I, I mean, I, right. But I, even the likes, what does it matter? Unless, yeah. unless you're like a celebrity, but even then you're already a celebrity. Who cares? Right. <laughs> you know, um, I, and that's part of why I wanted to get rid of it. But, and go ahead. I was going to say the only reason I can see people doing that is if you get paid for it. Sure. Because I know like. An influencer or something. Yeah. Like influencers, you get a certain amount of views, a certain amount of likes or whatever. And followers, you get X amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's what I would use every other app. <laughs> right, and it, and it makes sense if you're like a product yeah. person, you know. Like if you're just you trying to get followers, then just for an like, image, yeah, like, it's just like, oh wow, he got two thousand. Like who yeah. cares? Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but that's why I want. I've I've thought numerous times about getting rid of my personal Instagram, mm. and also even my Facebook, and just having my. Um, my photo, mm-hmm. Instagram, and stuff like that. Now I have four that I manage right now. Yeah, I know a couple of you who did that. What's that? Split them or no, got rid of their private? Got rid of their personal and then just used kept their... like a business one. Yeah, I mean, I totally could do it, mm-hmm. but there's those times, like I said, where a special thing happens that I want to like share with people. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to put that on my photo one because there's a certain thing that I'm like going oh, for yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have different kind of rules. Definitely. So with that, the main one is I. I have to have taken the picture, not been in the picture necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although I do a lot of self-portraits or whatever, um, yeah. So it's just it's it's interesting. And now I've just found that like it's become such a tool for me. Mm-hmm. I could easily give her the private one. That's definitely fine. But Facebook has become such a networking tool and yeah, stuff. I so. have to keep Facebook. So yeah, for my family. Yeah, I although I easily could get rid of it on my phone, and I keep bringing it back. I have got rid of Facebook, but. You know, on my phone or whatever, but I, I think I need to do it again. The thing that annoys me about Facebook is that you have to download the Messenger thing mm-hmm. if you want to receive messages. So I tell people not to message me on Messenger or I'm not going to respond because I hate that I have to download a separate app, yeah, a separate just, app to, yeah. just to talk to someone. It's so stupid. I noticed that too. That is really annoying because I'm like, all right, if I just want to keep Facebook and my, you know, I have a Facebook page for. Mm-hmm. my photo stuff and whatever. And now I have an Instagram for this and all that kind of stuff that I manage. But yeah, it's kind of annoying to have like all these separate yeah. things. Like imagine if on Instagram you had to have a separate app to upload, mm-hmm. a separate app to check your, to check your DMs, mm-hmm. then a separate app to look at your likes. Like, I know. It'd yeah. be so annoying. Or to look at stories. Like, right. I'd be upload. like, I probably would just say forget it. I don't yeah. Know. Cancel Instagram. Just go to my website. Honestly, if I didn't have family on my Facebook, I would have deleted it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I am too. I mean, I have some Facebook, you know, or I have a lot of family and friends. Although a lot of my family, I mean, it's just my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is an only child, and uh, they're all on Instagram. Oh, so it's kind of like I actually hmm. do see that a lot because I see like your tags and the photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like I stalk you. Thank- oh, okay, <laughs> that's okay. You're, you're, I'll let you stalk me. Um, <laughs> But uh, what do you call it? They they all have Instagram, so I'm kind of like, okay, so why am I keeping Facebook then? Yeah. You know, because 
I, I don't know if I'm allowed to have a Facebook page without a Facebook account. You know what I mean? You can't have an inactive Facebook page. I mean, a Facebook account and just use the page. You can? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, just not use it. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, say you create a new Facebook right. and you just want to use the page. You right. can do that. That's true. But then it also wouldn't reach anyone because when you're trying to invite people to like it and then look Yeah, you don't things, have friends on it. Yeah. So that would be the only thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's something I've definitely considered. And also, I think the the best um, scenario for me is just to get it off of my phone and just not look at it as much. And you can download an app just for pages. Really? Yeah. So you can I can manage my page without even going on Facebook. See, I have two pages that I'm running. The um, Millennial Talk one and the Life of KJ one. Right. Which I need to edit my video. Which I want to talk about your both of those projects. Which were we at here? We're about 55 minutes. We can keep going a little bit if, if you're yeah. good to keep going. Um, but it, before we get into that stuff, I wanted to s make sure we finished where we were at. I think we were having, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, Social media people and posting things for likes and... But I thought we got on like this. I thought we were like, took a sidebar. We were like... family and like pages and... But even back at college, we were talking something about college too. And... Friend and then friendships, relationships. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Let's talk about your new thing. I'm gonna edit all this out. Mm. I'm gonna do a quick edit. Um, so let's talk about this. So you you currently are a co-host of a YouTube channel that is possibly gonna go to a podcast, a podcast, or definitely is. Um, we're still talking. It, it, eighty-eight percent share is gonna go to. Like the the regular podcast, the, right. just audio, audio. Mm -hmm. Because so right now we're doing a um, the YouTube channel is Millennial Talk, mm -hmm. and our podcast will be Millennial Talk as well. Right. Um, but we we initially wanted to do just the audio podcast. Right. But because we didn't know how to do it, like mm -hmm. how to get it on the iTunes and like the videos we were watching, kind of sent us every which way. We were like, we're just going to do YouTube because we know how to turn the camera on. And how to turn the microphone on mm -hmm. and talk. Right. So that was like our easiest option. And now we have you to, <laughs> who, who've like, you know, showed us a great site and right. who has, you know, gave us a little tutorial mm -hmm. a, little, uh, a couple minutes ago. Or, yes. And now I can use that to be able to use this audio. I mean, to do the regular podcast. But, right. Um, yeah. So we have that. And then uh, we all have our own personal YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a lot more easier to manage right um because editing for our, our personal youtube channels and then editing for like the millennial talk channel it was kind of difficult going back and forth because we kind of like being in school and working full-time we had to put something on the back burner and unfortunately that that's what happened with our personal channels so i only got a couple of videos uploaded and then i had to kind of put it back on the back burner so mm -hmm. Now I'm finished graduation and I'm working and I don't live far. So my life has gotten a lot more easy, a lot more simple. Mm -hmm. And now I can um, start recording videos again. So. And what do your videos typically cover? So my videos for my personal channel mm -hmm. are really, I do reviews about um, movies and um, trailer reactions and I love Doing, just talking about like things that are happening like in social media. Mm -hmm. So whether it be like celebrities or different things like that, just give my two cents. Talk about you know things that are going on in the world. And something that I want to um, start talking about more is kind of kind of sort of like what we do on our millennial talk channel, 
but I really want to talk to our generation and be able to get something across to them. Like, guys, like, we're doing great. Mm-hmm. You're doing great, sweetie. But we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And um, I just really kind of want to just start a conversation, really. Because so often we have comments about all these different things, but no one actually starts the conversation. Right. So I kind of want to use my videos to start that conversation. And mm-hmm. I've kind of started doing it on my Instagram channel to where I'll ask questions and um, I have people like chime in. And that's what I really, really want because, you know, starting that conversation, getting people to talk about it is what really needs to happen. So that's what you'll see a lot more on my channel. Okay. And, and go ahead. And on the Millennial Talk channel, Yeah. Uh, we talk about basically everything within our generation, whether it be relationships, things that are happening on social media, things on YouTube, things in... Um, our personal lives, just every aspect of being a millennial, working, graduation, having kids early, getting married early. We try to cover everything mm-hmm. to basically give our perspective. We give advice at the end of the video, and um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So, this may sound harsher than I mean it, but uh, where or do you ever feel like? kind of uh especially more so with millennial talk and even more so your end i guess your uh, personal, personal channel. channel of like do you feel qualified if that makes sense you know what i mean because mm-hmm. obviously you're you're in the the, the right age you're millennial all this kind of stuff but qualified to do what qualified to speak on this to give the advice to i mean it, again this sounds harsher than i mean it yeah. but is it is it kind of like are, do you feel confident enough to say I have an opinion and I think it's strong enough to share. So it's not about, um, it's not more so about trying to tell people what to do mm-hmm. and telling them these are the things that you should do. Right. It's more so, it's kind of like being a big brother or a big sister in a sense mm-hmm. to where you have your younger siblings right. and they've never um, been in a relationship before and never had sex before, any of mm-hmm. these different things, right? Mm-hmm. And we basically talk about our experiences and the things that we've gone through in life. Right. And we give advice that helped us out. And in every single video, we say we're not we're not saying any of these things to be right. Right. We're doing it to start a conversation. Okay. So everyone's always going to have something different to say. Everyone's always going to have a different uh, perspective. And we love that. We want to hear them all. But I think the whole point of our videos and my videos from our personal channel Mm -hmm. are just to start the conversation and get people talking about it. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. Right. So it's not a, um, it's not an end all, like this is what you should do. This is just how I've dealt with it and maybe it'll work for you. Yeah. So like, um, okay. I'll give you an example. One of our, one of our videos is about, um, friendships, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about earlier about, the whole communication piece. Right. I actually talked about that exact same thing on the video. Our pieces of advice at the end of it was to reach out to your friends, actually talk to them, get an understanding, um, talk with them to figure out why they're not you know, doing it because that was one thing I didn't do. I didn't ask why. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling them, like, if you ask them why and you communicate with them, your friendship will be stronger. Right. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying... What I did not do that probably could have made my relationship a lot better and my friendships a lot stronger is if I did reach out to them and say, hey, I'm feeling this way and I didn't I didn't like that you did this. Right. And well, it may be right. It may not be right. It, you know, everybody can take the advice differently. 
Yeah, that's something. Communication is definitely a key to a lot of things. Yeah. I think that's across generations. That's the big thing. But I think more so our generation, um, and this could be a whole other conversation in itself. But our our generation is so hidden behind the phone yes. now and behind a, a screen in general that you know things are built or destroyed mm-hmm. by digital words you know texting or some kind of messaging or yeah. something like that that you get so much more out of having a conversation like we are now and I'm not yeah. saying and we're not like disagreeing or something but if we had some kind of disagreement and sitting down and saying like this is how I feel this is it, it you just you hopefully mend and yeah. if it if if not and that's where you depart then so be it but at least you're not going to continue with that like toxicity yeah in your life so yeah I think Communications is definitely a huge, one hundred percent important part. So yeah, our channels are are always just. Uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Like to, it's really to, just to spread awareness, spread love, mm-hmm. spread understanding, because everyone will see something different. And if you like watch some of our videos, you see that we disagree a lot with mm-hmm. like, what each other has to say. But it's not about one of us being right. right. It's about our different perspectives and how we see things and how we. Uh, perceive them and how we will react to them and we may have people who are watching us who may relate to one of the three of us or one of the four of us because we usually have a guest every week also if you guys want to be a guest on our show make sure you hit us up on our millennial talk channel or our instagram rather our twitter Mm -hmm. you can find us at millennial talk underscore um on both twitter and instagram Mm -hmm. and dm us and we will have you on our show and what's the best way? I mean, what what would you do? Like a Skype call? Would you do yeah. a Skype call? Yeah, it'll be a lot. Yeah, that'll be a lot easier with um, audio for sure. Yeah, but I think, um, and you were kind of saying it is about disagreeing. So, does it come to an end where it's like, okay, you know, I think it's important. For, I'm sure you guys do this, where you say, uh, you know, you have a different opinion, I have a different All opinion, and that's okay. And All like you, ju- you kind of said it, not being right, but I think it's also important to walk away of just saying. We just don't dis- or we just don't agree, yeah. and that's okay. And it's like never any hard feelings because we know that we have different ways of viewing, different upbringings, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, we were talking about um, the conversation that a lot of us didn't agree on at first mm-hmm. was um, who should pay on the first date. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there are so many comments flying around. It was, and we actually had someone who uh, was of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because they date the same sex. So for them, who actually pays for the first date? Mm. And I was actually very interested because in, in that comment, because they're saying that um, for them, it's who makes more money or like for that relationship. She was okay. like, they're like, if I make more money, then I'm going to you know pay for the first date. But for me, I say it's whoever asks. Yeah. You know, whoever asked you, like, if I asked you on the on the first date, then I'm going to pay. But if you say, hey, I want to go out to dinner with you, you know, so on and so forth, you should pay. But um, what I but what I did say was, even if a girl asked me out on a date, I'd probably end up paying anyway because that was just my upbringing. Same. However, I would find it kind of rude for her not to at least offer. Yeah. And that's where we kind of had a disagreement. Because she was saying, well, what if that is a distant, uh, she had a different um, upbringing mm-hmm. to where like she didn't need to ask or something like that. And I was like, and that's probably not the right person for me because, you know, the type of person that I might want to be with may, will be considerate to, you know, 
ask other people. Mm-hmm. And she was she just didn't agree with that at all. And I was like, well, that's you know our difference in opinion. Right. And and yeah, and that's totally fine. I I actually kind of agree with you. I think it it should be who asks. But it's also interesting is the dynamic that you guys have is obviously one male and two female. And I'm not saying yeah. that automatically you're going to have different opinions, mm-hmm. but there's definitely right there a different approach yeah. on life because we look at things differently and stuff like so that. So initially when we first started Millennial Talk, it was only me and, and Nell. So it was okay. only a guy and a girl. Right. And our initial thought was to get two guests every episode. Okay. Courtney kept coming back, kept coming back. So we were like, hey, you're going to make you a regular. You're going to be a co-host as gotcha. well. Gotcha. Um, so that's why season two, we're kind of going to introduce her as a uh, co-host, a little insight into what we're doing. Yes. And um, after that, she's going to be a regular, and we're going to have like a new guest every every single time mm-hmm. we're on there. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to be able to have like a different guest, but it's like we didn't want it to seem like we only wanted you because you're white or because you're black or because you're gay or straight. But we wanted people from different backgrounds, from mm-hmm. different experiences mm-hmm. to give their different um, outlooks right. because we're all black. Mm-hmm. So from that alone, we always we have like some type of the same perspective, but right. we all come from different classes um, mm-hmm. like of wealth. Like one of us may have come come from more money and the other one may have not come from as much money. Right. So we have that different type of view. But then you have like friends who I invite on who are maybe Hispanic or who are white or different things like that because they may have a different outlook on um, anything that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that was one thing that was very important to us to have people of different ages, different um, genders, different races all on our show. That way we can make sure that we you know try to cover it as much as we can. Right. And so, so you mentioned the Millennial Talks handles and things like that. What are yours if they wanted to follow you? Um, everything for me is life of underscore KJ. Life of underscore KJ. Okay, that's for so for YouTube they would just put life of KJ and it comes up. Yep. Okay. Um, YouTube life of KJ. My latest video on there is the us. A reaction video, which okay. was really old because that was back in December. Right. Um, but that was my last video that I uploaded for that. And then, um, yeah, everything is life of KJ, life of underscore KJ for my social media. And then if you just want to find me on YouTube, it's just life of KJ. And your videos for both channels, are they going to be weekly or monthly or what's the kind of... So um, before what we did for... Millennial Talk, we're still in conversations of what we're going to do with Millennial Talk. Sure. Basically, um, if we do go all audio, we have to see if we can do it weekly, but mm-hmm. we did do it weekly. We did it every Sunday, and it came out at noon. So if we are if we are on the same schedule, you'll see us every Sunday at noon mm-hmm. with a new video. With my channel, I do every other week. Every other week? Yeah. And do, do the days change or... Um, I still haven't decided that because I haven't started to back up yet. Gotcha. Um, but let's say let's say Sunday for now. Let's okay. Everything on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Well, I think we're at a good pace. Yeah. A good place. Um, this is great. Yes. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Yes. This was a pleasure. It was. All right. Love you, buddy. Love you too.